So hello everyone, uh, welcome back to the Kingsway Kickabout. Um, we've had action ticking fast again in the EFL, um, uh, amongst a, a tumultuous week in football to say the least. So uh, where do you want to begin off? Uh, we can, uh, as as is probably uh, customary at this stage of the season, where there are three games left, and it's you know easy to work out all the permutations of everything. Um, if we're starting in the championship, uh, the end of the table where it's most interesting, uh, it's it, it's certainly in the relegation race, where um, uh, some of the things we predicted. Uh, well, basically all of our predictions here have all uh, kind of uh, gone a bit awry uh, over the last few weeks, as has probably everyone's, um, but it's been an entertaining week. I think the most interesting team at the minute, of course, are Derby County, yeah. under Wayne Rooney, who, are, who, who who have cause for concern, who are looking behind their shoulders at a, at a Rotherham team, who have the potential to stay up with two games in hand. Yeah, it's it, it's very bizarre to work Derby out because... Obviously, the core problem with them is their, you know, failure to have any potency from uh, open play going forward. Um, they've probably been the most impotent side in the championship this season, on average, uh, with the exception of you know that seven-week honeymoon period, six-seven-week honeymoon period, just uh, as, as Rooney moved in. Um, it will come as a deep, deep worry to Rooney, uh, a 3-0 defeat away at a side who are on the beach at this stage in the season who don't even have a manager. Um, it's, it's going to be particularly alarming. Um, you know, the, the arguments that, you know, uh, Iverson made a few, you know, stellar saves in goal, uh, key moments in the game kind of, you know, comes unstuck when, you know, they're, they're dropping defensive clangers like they were and, you know, leaving unmarked headers in the box. Um uh, for um, excuse me, uh, Chad Evans and Whiteman uh, to exploit uh, as they did in either half. Um, it's it's very alarming. Um, uh, uh, I, th I think the only piece of solace for Derby fans at the minute is that um, well, like two pieces. One of which is that Rotherham have um, not uh, picked up the points we expected them to. Their games in hand and their from a fairly easy fixture list, all at home as well. Um, and therefore, all three games are pretty tough. Um, and secondly, that uh, by contrast, uh, Derby's fixtures are relatively kind to them. Uh, they've got a massive home game uh, against Birmingham this weekend, which, yes, Birmingham are in a very good run of form. Uh, arguably one of the, uh, the form sides in the league at the minute under Lee Bowyer. Um, but uh, it's it at least, you know, um, uh, it could, you know, really can definitely get his players up for that game. Um, and so, and yeah, they they only really need four points probably to see them safe. Um, but uh, yeah, it doesn't really look like that at this stage. Yeah, um, it's fascinating Alf, the way um, the, the, the the way it's materialised their season, and you know, um, especially after last season, we had uh, in our predictions fairly high hopes for them, and they did have a decent run where we thought they were. They would follow the footsteps of their East Midlands rivals, Forest, and just climb out of the relegation zone. Yeah, we need to have a mundane season, but uh, it just hasn't happened. I think they've slipped back in. No, no, they really have. Um, and yeah, as you say, it kind of maybe maybe that kind of fooled us that the fact that Rooney was appointed permanently, uh, you know, almost in tandem with uh, Chris Hewton at Nottingham Forest, and then they both have that upsurging form. Um, you know, to the uh, lift them, if not out of the relegation race, then out of those bottom four or five places in the table. 
Um, and, and I think that did perhaps fool us and we kind of put them in, into the same narrative, um, even though, you know, perhaps the underlying trends of those two runs uh, significantly differed. Um, and I mean, we, we, we definitely see the evidence of that now where, you know, uh, Forrester haven't, if, well, if they can get James Garner in online next season, who's been their, their player of 2021 without without doubt. Um, Forrest have good foundations for next season, whereas um, Derby are an absolute basket, basket cake at the minute. I mean, they're just, you know, it's, 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 it's using buckets of water on the Titanic, you know, um, at this stage till the end of the season and just hoping um, another boat sinks before them. Um, it's it's also, um, they, uh, I, I, I still think we need to worry about Wickham. Um, it, it's quite, it's absolutely remarkable, the, the, this final turn in form for Wickham, that they keep staying in it. Um, they should really have two more points than they do, um, throwing away, um, that uh, two two goal lead at Swansea with ten minutes to go was you know must have been absolutely gutting for them. Two bits of quality from Connor Roberts um, of his deliveries um, it must have been a really really difficult pill to swallow for Wickham. Also brought me in some money on a bet as well. Um, but yeah, a very kind fixture for them in midweek at home to Bristol City, which they even in the ninety fourth minute they, they took advantage of through a fluky penalty from David Stockdale. And but I mean, Wickham were more than deserving of their win. Um, Bristol City only took the lead through a well defensive back and they offered very little going forward. And um, uh, Wickham were absolutely dominant in the second half, and as I say, were well deserving of their three points. Um, I, I believe the final few will Wickham their way to Cardiff on the weekend, which may be a problem because if any side's going to be capable of dealing with Wickham's direct style of play, it's going to be Cardiff where, you know, uh, Nelson, Flint and Morrison are just going to eat those balls into the box for breakfast, you think. Um, and then home to Bournemouth, who, I mean, and, and Bournemouth, as I'm sure we'll get onto, they look like the best side in the division at the minute. And um, away at Middlesbrough on the final day, who, you know, similarly uh, uh, to Cardiff, are well suited to deal with that kind of play. Um, mm. But uh, Wickham, yeah, they, 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 nine points is still a possibility in their final three games. Yeah. Well, yeah, it should be very interesting, of course. Um, you know, Wickham have been deserving throughout their season. There's been no lack of effort if there has been lack of quality. But uh, Derby's last three games, uh, at home to Birmingham, uh, away at Swansea and at home to Sheffield Wednesday. That's fascinating. And of course, uh, Derby could be the team who relegates Sheffield Wednesday. And uh, some tw- I saw no, a tweet on Wednesday fans. Zero when the Palace relegated Sheffield Wednesday. Um, I, I, having, to have, yeah, in 2010, they're having very strong flashbacks to that. Yeah, I, I do. I was uh, I was going to mention that, actually. No, that's a very good point. Uh, it, it may even be set up for, you know, really... Um, you know, it might be a kind of winner-takes-all scenario on the final day, um, uh, which would be really fun. Um, obviously, and you know, similarly, as we'll get on to, uh, the playoff picture looks more or less set now. And I, I don't really think, um, well, it, it just, I, I guess in Bournemouth's current guys, you know, teams will want to do whatever they can to avoid them in the semi. But really and truly, I don't think Brentford, Swansea and Barnsley will be that asked about who they play. The playoffs. I think their main priority is just going to be rest and recovery, and making sure they're you know as fresh and as oiled and as slick as can be for the playoffs. Um, so, so Swansea definitely won't be at their highest ebb uh, for that game at home to Derby, 
Um, so that might be another source of points for them. You never know. Yeah. Um, look at the other teams as well. We've talked about Wickham and how good they've been. Uh, it should be very interesting from Rotherham too. Um, they're uh, away at Barnsley tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, the, a big implication to both ends of the table. Yeah. A word on Rotherham. Um, we finished... Uh, well, last week's kickabout was recorded uh, the day after they lost at home to Coventry 1-0. Um, you know, a, a hard blow for them, um, especially given that, you know, they've been neck and neck with Coventry, Coventry more or less this season. Um, but, you know, it was somewhat tempered um, by uh, the 3-1 win at home to QPR two days before that. Now, since then, they've had home games against Birmingham and Middlesbrough, where I'm sure they'd have, they sh- I'm sure they'd have wanted at least two points from that, maybe three, maybe even four, maybe even six. Um, they've got none uh, from it. A gutting um, uh, last-minute winner for Birmingham. Um, real, real hammer blow to them, especially given how, how dominant Rotherham were in the first half. Birmingham definitely broke their luck. Um, and then, obviously, at home to Middlesbrough, 1-0 up. Um, and then a reg- uh, ridiculous red card decision uh, screwing them over. Yeah. Which is... Uh, you know, Paul Paul and talked about it well in the conference after the game that it's you know a, a sick blow, but we can't dwell on it too much or blame it too much, which I think is true. And I, I mean, I'm, I I I don't think Rotherham would have held out for the win even if they had Crooks on the pitch, eleven men on the pitch. Um, so there's that. The fixtures aren't getting any easier for them. Um, you know, uh, even even they they've still got five games left. The way Derby are going, one would think from those five games, they only need seven or eight points there. I say only. Um, but you'd still say Rotherham are more than capable of doing that. Um, I know their two games in hand now are away at Brentford and similarly to Swansea, you know, their, their heads, I don't think, will be in quite the right headspace for that game. And then away at Luton, who are another side who are more, more or less on the beach now, even though uh, they don't really play like it, as they showed um, both at home to Reading with an impressive nil or draw again, they should have won. And uh, I believe if, uh, one or two weekends ago when they beat Wickham uh, 3-1 from one well done, which is a very impressive feat. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see how that goes as well. Um, just uh, the final side, excuse me, in the, um, we, we've we've talked about Bowie on previous kickabouts. Uh, and then obviously Huddersfield with an important win at the weekend for them, uh, which kind of has just more probably seen them safe. Um, but we'll we'll uh, analyse them more in our end of season review, I'm sure. Um, but Coventry, um, it's four wins and five Coventry now. They're above fifty points. They're safe. Um, uh, an amazing achievement for them, especially. It's just so pleasing to see them play at their attacking best in these last few games. And now they can definitely plan to kick on next season. Plan for life in the Championship next season. We've seen the positives in that, and that before we came out, but you know Rico. Uh, season tickets sold out for next season already. Yeah, um, and uh, I think they're playing back with the white car next year, aren't they? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, so absolutely brilliant news for them all round. Um, and hopefully their um, free-flowing attacking brand of football can, you know, bring them a few more positive performances before the end of the season because, you know, they're pl- they can play without the shackles off now. They can play without any sense of conservatism. Um, yeah, well... Probably won't have to worry about being banned for red card. So you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but no, I, I'm sure um, uh, uh, Tyler Walker and uh, uh, Matt Gordon will want to, um, you know, get their goal tally up in these final three games. 
Yeah. Um, so that's the bottom of the table, um, pretty comprehensively uh, wrapped up. Um, moving on into the playoffs and mid-table. Um, so um, I think, you know, slight inconsistencies. Of course, we have to talk about Bournemouth, who have uh, clawed yeah. their way back up the table. Jonathan yeah. Woodgate has, has done a surprisingly good job. Yeah, uh, I, I, I just wonder if there's a merit to the theory that because obviously when Woodgate got appointed as Middlesbrough manager, people highly rated him. You know, um, he he he'd, by all accounts performed very well with his coaching badges, um, had a good reputation in the club in Middlesbrough, and you know before the start of the nineteen twenty season, he was saying you know like I'm going to introduce this free flowing attacking brand of football. You know, possession comes first, um, which was all very well and good. But, you know, it may have been a bridge too far for that squad at that time, given, you know, the massive overhaul in mentality and squad quality that would have necessitated. And, you know, plain and simply, perhaps he just didn't have the players to be able to do that. Maybe now he just has the players to do that at Bournemouth. Um, you know, just the quality of that side is just absolutely, it's, you know, littered. Um, uh, Dom Solanke um has just gone up and up, gone up a new level in these last few weeks he was absolutely outstanding uh Millwall you know knitting the play together as well got himself a goal by the end even though he missed a very good chance in the second half but that behind him you know that's kind of striker he is Arnold Dan Juma uh, I mean best player in the league over the last month without a shadow of a doubt um you know he's got an absolute rocket uh away at Norwich on the weekend and then you know yeah, it's a good 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 win for them away at Norwich yeah, very impressive win, even though the uh, obviously the red card for Nico Janulis uh, helped them. Um, but uh, no, as I say, at this minute, they're the best side in the league. Um, they're hitting, you know, cliche Claxton, but they're hitting momentum at just the right time. Uh, it's looking extremely likely that they're going to, you know, wrap up third. Um, and so, you know, I, and I am sure that, you know, um, Swansea, Brentford and Barnsley even though they wouldn't be too fussed about playing themselves I'm sure they'd like to avoid Bournemouth in that playoff semi and whittle it down to a potential one-off game at Wembley where they where they have to you know drown them out and beat them um, obviously you know we'll, we'll talk about this more when it comes to our playoff preview and review but um it's, look, it's not the best advert for the league when it's looking very likely that, you know, the three sides who got relegated from the Prem are going to come back up. But I don't think, you know, that's too surprising this season of all seasons, given that some of the players you expected to get a move away from these clubs, Buendia, Pukki, Cantwell, Dan Juma, Ismail Asar at Watford, um, you know, weren't able to make that move. And, you know, the fact that it's, uh, it's been a season where, because the fixtures are coming so have come so thick and fast, um, attacking output has been driven by quality and not coaching, or primarily yeah. by quality and not coaching, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's obviously favoured those clubs. Um, uh, even though Bournemouth are in electric form at the minute, I just I I, I would. I, I I definitely still would fancy Barnsley or Brentford in a one-off game against them. Um, especially since I think that the tactical prep and the motivation will be more deeply held um, amongst Barnsley or Brentford and, you know, their high-press style of play might be able to uh, do well against them. Uh, but obviously that's a far away in the, in the future. 
And uh, for the final three games of the season, I think we should just enjoy um, Bournemouth playing some exceptional football. Yeah, um, they have quality. Jonathan Woodgate has done a good job. And um, yeah, they're an exciting side to watch. Uh, the players make the playoffs very interesting. And I think uh, Barnsley, uh, provided they get a good winning into scrappy Rotherham team, they should be over the line by next week too, I feel. Um, so yeah, um, that should be the playoff picture sorted. And then we can start looking forward to that. And then we can just focus on the bottom of the league. But yeah, uh, Norwich and Watford uh, have done it. Uh, Watford promotion should probably be secured by next well, this week too. Yeah, and um, yeah, That's very uh, very impressive win for Watford at Norwich. Um, it really shouldn't be overlooked because Norwich, you know, even you know, despite the potential hangovers, um, uh, they definitely would have wanted to win the league that night against their you know title rivals. And Watford obviously have been in a bit of a rut going into that game. Uh, but Watford were deserved winners. Very impressive second half from them. Um, uh, Dan Gosling getting the goal as well. Um, you know, a player who's, you know, been, um, hasn't been too involved with them this season. May he'll be pleased to have made his mark on the season. And yeah, as I say, that more or less, excuse me, wraps up the automatics for them now. Um, uh, Norwich and Watford both have very hard run-ins. Um, going into the end of the season. I believe Norwich have QPR away this weekend and then they've still got to play um, uh, Reading in one of the games and Barnsley in the other, I think. Don't quote me on that, but I think that's their running. And I know that Watford have Swansea on the final day and they've got to play Brentford as well. Um, so, yeah, another tough running for them. So maybe the case of both of them just losing the games until the end of the season, which wins the league for Norwich by default, which is probably deserved... Um, but uh, yeah, given the uh, uh, collapse of uh, Brentford and Swansea, um, it, as much as it's annoying to say, and they haven't, you know, been sparkling for a lot of the time, with you, Watford probably do deserve that second automatic promotion spot overall. Yeah, um, it's very interesting at the top of the table, and um, it's, it's it's kind of petering out. But you know, it's been exciting and. Uh, I think the playoff picture, Barnsley and Bournemouth have very much clawed their way in. It's been great to see that. It's been great to see the uh, changes in the league, of course. Um, Reading and Middlesbrough and Cardiff were all uh, in the picture. For Cardiff, of course, no wins in the last five. And uh, Middlesbrough being very inconsistent. But, you know, QPR are an eight. If they finish around here, it's a, much, yeah, a very above expectation. Quickly on, quickly on QPR, obviously... Um... The way the way things are going, you know, if they if they if they were able to, you know, ha, uh, hold on to all their key players, Rob Dickey, Elias Chair, um, even you know, get Stefan Johansson in on loan again next season, um, you know, you, you you'd fancy them to at least have a top half finish next season. But there are obviously rumours that Mark Warburton may be on the way out, um, which would throw a spanner in the works for them. Um, but we, yeah, we'll just keep an eye on that situation before the end of the season. Yeah. Um, that's very interesting. Uh, so I think that's the championship wrapped up. Moving on to League One. Okay. Uh, with League One, um, um, so starting with the results from the weekend and midweek, of course, we'll discuss those two. Um, I want to start by discussing Ipswich Town's abject three-nil defeat to. Uh, you know, we like Northampton Town, but it's safe to say that. Um, um, scoring isn't their strong point, but to concede three at a place like Northampton, especially after the fact that they've already been poor, it's a bad indictment on the players, I feel. Yeah, it's tackling Ipswich first. 
Um, judging by the words of Paul Cook in his post-match press conferences recently, he wants a total overhaul of this squad in the summer, um, which I think is totally fair enough. Um, they've been out there ever since he's come in and seemingly, you know, had no desire to even implement a, a sniff of his uh, philosophies. Um, that's problematic because of how, how you know, how deep and cluttered Ipswich's squad is right now. And, you know, that's been reflected in the amount of chopping and changing they've done over the last two seasons, really. Um, and, I, I, yeah, as I say, I think that's totally fair enough. And I think it's definitely what's needed for Ipswich a fresh start and put these two abject seasons in the league behind them um, because their playoff, their, their playoff uh, dreams are surely dead now. Um, as for Northampton... And I mean, as we'll be discussing for many of the other clubs at the bottom of the league on the table, um, it is so frustrating that five of the bottom six in League One, five of the bottom six in League One, one, there you go, got my cards out, uh, in midweek, uh, real, real hammer blow to them. Um, but it was, it was an exceptional performance from Northampton, it must be said. Yes, they, you know, punished um, two errors. Uh, from Ipswich's, you know, playing out from the back going wrong uh, for those goals. Um, obviously, there's also that, you know, clip that uh, you uh, both, well, Aki uh, tagged me in on Twitter, but also, you know, did the rounds on League on Twitter of, um, I believe it was um, uh, McGuinness for centre-half looking for Andre Giselle in the middle. And the ball just, you know, completely going straight uh, to him. Uh, it, well, you know, yeah, I think it's just abject. It's a lack of desire and creativity and if they're not going to listen, if they're not close enough, then they need an overhaul. And uh, they're lucky they've got Paul Cook in a position where he's willing to uh, go through this rebuilding process and have another season in League One. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see to see how that goes. Um, yeah, um, that's that. Uh, quickly, Charlton's jumping win over Plymouth. Uh, Ad- the Adkins train uh, rolls on. Yeah, um, an absolutely outstanding win for Charlton. Uh, Plymouth did give them uh, uh, one or two goals, um, to say the least, uh, especially the ones, uh, the, the third and the fifth one, I believe. Um, it's uh, an, an particularly encouraging performance for Charlton because they've obviously had a very settled lineup uh, so far on Dagkins' tenure. Um, but, you know, just making those, he, he made the, you know, tweaks and rotation changes that made logical sense and, you know, were more or less like for like swaps. So, for example, you know, Ryan Innes, you know, taking him out for, you know, a fellow relatively young centre back in for Maywo to partner uh, Pierce, um, who are two, you know, uh, 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 players who, you know, uh, are very good on the ball. Um, you know, which, you know, complements the more, you know, rugged and traditional defending of Pierce. Um, Darren Prattley, the veteran uh, defensive holding midfielder, where he's flanked by two, you know, more more energetic and youthful ones in Gilby and JFC. Well, in comes, you know, Ben Watson to you know, become the veteran uh, EFL midfielder at the base of midfield. Um, and then, you know, it's, it, it's also, you know, been good for Jayasimi and Miller, you know, two players who are, you know, slightly mercurial. Uh, Jayasimi, definitely. Um, uh, Liam Miller, you know, with a degree of that as well, to, you know, have a consistent run of games where they can try and, you know, hone that impact that they have on games. Um, and when you've got, you know, the runners, you know, supporting them in Gilby and JFC, and, you know, even though they're not the most 
adventurous or pacey of fullbacks in uh, Ben Parrington and Adam Matthews, you know, both of them can cross the ball. Um, and, you know, when you've got Jaden Stockley, target manager, Sean there in the box, um, it's a simple but an effective recipe, um, which is, you know, what you what you need to create for the final few games of the season when you need to just, uh, you know, build a simple philosophy to get wins and to make. Would you say that Plymouth were defensively uh, lapsed too? Or, or that yes, yes, uh, definitely. But, you know, the degree of that is that they are on the beach and, you know, that's amplified. By the fact that you know Ryan Ryan Lowe tends to get his results in clusters as a manager so far in his Plymouth tenure, as impressive as he's evidently been, um, I think Charlton fans can have a lot of confidence going into the playoffs should they make them. Uh, it looks likely that they'll make them now. Um, it, it, I'd, I'd even say you know it, it's the the playoff picture in League One is looking pretty likely now as well in it being Sunderland, Lincoln, Blackpool and Charlton, given that Lincoln have had an uh, upsurge in form again at the right time, even though it looked like they might just drop out. Obviously, yeah. they've been helped by Danny Cowley's uh, uh, time, uh, Danny Cowley's and uh, Portsmouth uh, with Paul on the football, we'll get onto that in a bit. Um, and so, yeah, as I say, Charlton can definitely take solace out of that. Um, and I mean, look, if, uh, if they're playing Sunderland at any point in the playoffs, yeah, uh, we know. Well, Sunderland are very interesting, Alf, because they have no wins in their last five. And uh, I think uh, Hull might actually go and do it and win the league. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, um, I, I think Hull, as you know, for as much as I've um, belittled the times this season, um, they, they probably will be deserved league winners in the end. Um, Fleetwood will be definitely frustrated that they didn't get anything out of the game. Uh, on the weekend, uh, you know, they, they dominated the opening 25 minutes deservedly ahead, kind of, you know, threw bottled the game away, which is frustrating for them. Um, the, and the game on Tuesday night could have gone either way. Yeah, you know, Sunderland fans will point to their chance at the end where they hit the bar, but I think Julia draw was a fair result. Um, and uh, yeah, no, no, whole will definitely see it out until the end of the season, I'm sure, given the inconsistencies of Peterborough. Which you know keep on being their Achilles heel. You know they they just shouldn't be losing. To... Um, it's it, it's generally an industrious side, but I mean really and truly, Peterborough have the quality in their day to be able to knock it around. And, um, and yeah, Peterborough obviously will probably finish in second by default, which seems to be a trend. Um, in in all of the EFL divisions this season, as I'm sure we'll talk about when we get onto League Two. Um, uh, so yeah, that more or less wraps up the, the automatics. Um, and you know, we're just waiting for you know the, the mathematical confirmations on a few of them, really. Yeah, um, of course, uh, a quick look at the bottom table, uh, AFC Wimbledon, uh, getting another big win, uh, against Oxford, Al. Yeah, um, <laughs> you got, yeah, that was not a nice, that was not a happy, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, it, it, it's, a, it's a typical day when you're not able to penetrate the defence and you get the red card and just, you know, you get those well, days it, in football and it's just all around bad. Yeah, well, even though we didn't create a lot of chances, we were definitely dominant in the game uh, for the opening 60 minutes, which is particularly impressive against the Wimbledon side who, under Robinson, uh, under Mark Robinson, not our Robinson, the other Robinson, their Robinson, uh, have uh, been, you know, at least the top half side in the league uh, since he's come in, if not better. Um, uh, they've been absolutely brilliant and they continued that um, 
uh, I don't like the uh, some of the you know vitriol that's you know around James Henry, you know, being like, well, you know, he's cost us, uh, he's cost us promotion two years in a row. Um, he because reference is you know when he quote should have um uh, shot in the playoff and not explained it to Matty Taylor and then obviously handballing it on the line, getting a red card and you know uh, triggering our downfall. Um, but uh, you know, let's not forget that in 1718 and then 1819 he was arguably the person who kept us up uh, those seasons. So football's a funny way of working those things out. Um, uh, yeah, it's uh, you know story of our season when something looks look. When, oh, can't get my words up. When something looks like it's happening, that thing doesn't happen. Um, you know, we, we're we're always keeping things interesting and uninteresting at the same time. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, we've we've got a fairly kind run in. Um, I've, I know we've got um, uh, Drew still play uh, in one of them. Uh, I believe uh, that, uh, and then I think we've also got Burton on our last call this season. Um, so yeah, look, we might still have a chance of a playoffs given Charlton's games in hand. They're on a form. Uh, Lincoln's uh, form. Yeah, I can't really see it to be honest. Yeah, it's very interesting. So uh, also a quick word on Holland Sunderland, who very good game and which was an entertaining two-two draw. Yeah, no, as I, as I as I mentioned, you know, I think a draw would have probably been a fair result uh, in the game. Um, uh, but uh, you know, it, it could have gone away. As I say, you know, the chances of both ends, including that uh, Sunderland chance of the Emma, they hit the bar. Um, but 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 yeah, no, it's it's uh, a result that kind of uh, doesn't help Sunderland at all, really. Um, and it's it, yeah, a, a very positive performance for Hull. Kind of does the same job that a win would have done for them, really, in the context. Um, so, so I'm sure Hull will just uh, take the point, move on, and you know, see it out until the end of the season. Yeah, that would be very interesting. Um, yeah, Hull will take that point. Uh, Sunderland needed it more given their form, but you know, um, you know, in terms of interesting results in League One, uh, Portsmouth again losing to MK Dons, and yeah, um, and then losing away away at Swindon. Yeah, so, um, a bit of a wobble for them, and you know they're one of this has worked in Charlton's favour, of course, them dropping out. Yeah, no, you, absolutely, it's, uh, it's been a very, very worrying week uh, for Dan, for Danny Cowley because um, when they uh, drop points, although they lost at home to Burton, uh, drop points away at Crewe, um, uh, you know, at a time where it's kind of initiated their poor run of form. It was kind of, you know, the same performance levels as, you know, their string of wins at the start. It's just, you know, they were, you know, losing out on the margins of games. You know, it's it's expected to happen. It's, you know, the laws of averages. Whereas these last two uh, games for them, their defeats at MK Dons and Swindon have both been absolutely abject performances. Um, and, uh, yeah, thoroughly, thoroughly beaten both times. Uh, particularly alarming given that Swindon were the most abject side in the league going into the game and they managed to raise their game for it um, after the Swindon game excuse me in the week um, I've never seen Danny Cowley so broken and uh, dejected uh, in, a, in a post-match uh, press conference it's kind of worrying really um, and I, I, look I don't want to read too much into the unknown and be implicit but you know, he, he obviously knows that he's, you know, him and uh, Nicky are on a short-term contract there. They're only contracted until the summer. 
And um, you know, if this if this really poor run of performances and results were to continue, um, I mean, I mean, would they be kept on? Uh, well, the- I mean, Portsmouth are run by the uh, former CEO of Disney, Michael Eisner, uh, um, a typically managerial American. Let's just say that. And um, you know, I feel like him and his subordinates wouldn't really have that patience personally. Uh, yeah, obviously, and obviously, but. Uh, you know, on the other side of the coin to that, um, they are, you, you know, partially fan-owned Portsmouth. And well, I mean, I don't think the fans will be uh, enthralled by these well, results. Um, yes, probably true, but I, I, I do think that the reputation of the Cowleys and that initial start will have given them, you know, some hope to cling on to. Um, uh, in that, if you see what I mean, so 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 maybe they might be able to sway opinion, but like they still have, um, I believe they Portsmouth have got four games left, not three games left. Um, so yeah, still plenty of time for the uh, to it for it to uh, change either way. Um, it, it, it should, to be honest, because they've got one of the best managers in the EFL, um, by reputation at least, you know, uh, managing them, and you know, as we discussed in our pre season preview, probably the best side in the league, uh, player for player. Um, uh, so yeah, the, 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 there aren't really any excuses for them. Yeah, I, I think um, um, yeah, there aren't any excuses, and especially the uh, quality that they have and the money that they spend in the form that they were in. I guess there are none. Um, of course, looking back at the weekend in terms of other results, uh, I think in, in terms of interesting results, that's about it. I'd say, unless well, you have something else to mention. Yeah, just to um, wrap up the uh, re- the chat on the relegation race, obviously um, Wigan and Wimbledon have continued their string of wins, and you know they 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 keep clawing away, um, uh, which is very impressive uh, for them and very obviously you know welcome news to them, and it just makes the plans in form for Rochdale and Northampton even more frustrating. Um, but, you know, going team by team, uh, Bristol Rovers probably, you'd say, look down and out of it now, even though, you know, there, there might be a decent performance around the corner. But, you know, some of the crap that Joey Barton's coming out with in his post-match interviews now are really, really tedious. Um, well, it's hard to get to him, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. Namely, um, you, you know, you know the red cards uh, when it was nil at home to Lincoln. Um, and you know, him coming out and saying like, "Oh, if that red card doesn't happen, we win the game." Well, probably not, because Lincoln were, you definitely say edged it before that red card, and you know, well off yeah. the end. And then they were, you know, just completely outplayed by MK Dons at home. A lot of teams are, but you know, it's a state of the season where you have to get results, and they're not. Um, a quick word on Wigan Elf, who have um, picked up a remarkable form somehow. Yeah, no, they've 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 been absolutely outstanding. They've been a top twelve team in the league. Um, over the last few weeks, um, uh, the transformation of Will Keane from, you know, a striker mocked for not being able to, you know, get score any goal at any club ever in any capacity, um, has now, you know, transformed himself into an absolutely brilliant number ten, um, in a kind of uh, that awkward number ten role. Um, uh, it's difficult to, you know, come up with a comparison, but you know, perhaps you could say. Um, maybe like a Marouane Fellaini at Everton, in the, you know, uh, kind of a target man number 10 in a kind of weird way. Um, but he's been, you know, absolutely outstanding in recent weeks, you know, has propelled Wickham uh, survival bid. And that has made, you know, as I, as I mentioned, you know, the, the upturns in form for Northampton and Rochdale even more frustrating. Rochdale has been absolutely outstanding in recent weeks. Um, 
you know, brilliant performances all round, especially Kia Hen at, at left wing back's probably been um, uh, the standout player for them. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just frustrating that those upturns in form may be in vain, given the, um, the performances of Wimbledon and Wigan. It will probably be reminiscent of the uh, championship relegation race last season, where obviously Charlton got relegated on 48 points. Um, I think with Northampton or Rochdale, it could even be more than that. They might still go down, uh, such are the trends of the league at the minute. Um, but it's been an incredible relegation race all season, and um, I'm sure it will deliver for these final few games. Yeah, um, it's fascinating. But I, I think, you know, Northampton, while they've had a mixed season and some good results, um, they've had kind of, uh, their coffin's been nailed in a few times, and I think there are too many nails for them to for, for them to get out now, unfortunately. Especially with Wigan and AFC Women's upturn in form, that was wanted, but it has happened. Um, I think that's League One wrapped up. Uh, a word on a very thrilling League Two, Alf? Yeah, no, it's um, League Two has been set up incredibly now. We have to um, talk about uh, Grimsby's uh, win over uh, Bolton. Yeah, no, so it's it's been what a peculiar week for Grimsby. Um, they obviously, Grimsby, bottom of the league, having an upturn performances under Paul Hurst, but, you know, getting draws and not the wins that they need. Um, you know, uh, those eagle-eyed amongst people, you know, uh, fancied them going into the Bolton game. Um, they obviously won 2 1 in the end, deservedly so, but they're actually a 3.5 against, you know, the best side in the league over the last few months, even though it's, you know, it's not really a high bargain in the quality of League Two this season, but nonetheless, ridiculously impressive and, you know, definitely, you know, got everyone excited that they might be able to do the great escape. Um, and then, you know, in they come with an absolute clangor of a performance. Excuse me, I had to walk them in midweek where after going down, they just completely lost their heads. Um, it's kind of put them down now. And especially given that, you know, Colchester beat Southend in, you know, I mean, what a clash it was in midweek. I mean, Colchester Southend is obviously the Essex derby uh, at the best of times, a local Essex derby. But, um, you know, when you add in the fact that it was kind of a winner takes all in a relegation clash, um, it, it had added spice to it and, you know, similarly to Grimsby, the South End players lost their heads um, after going, you know, goals down. Um, Colchester just about getting away with it, even though they probably don't deserve to stay up over the course of the season. season. But, you know, um, yeah, I think I think it's probably the nail in the coffin for South End and Grimsby now. It'll just be interesting to see whether Paul Hurst and um, uh, no, excuse, uh, Phil Brown and Paul Hurst respectively um, uh, stay in charge next season. Um, uh, just as a quick side note on League Two, um, the Athletic did an article today that League Two is the most unprofessional uh, Europe in professional football. Well, football. over the years or this season? Over the years. Well, you are. Um, I mean, uh, which is well, um, really interesting. It's, the EFL is very well. You know, the EFL all the leagues are unpredictable, but um, yeah, there is something about League Two. Just you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, and especially Alf, one thing that we've seen is. We've seen a lot of double promotions. So teams have come up from the con. Yeah, which yeah. I, I always think is quite interesting. No, no, it really is. Um, I mean, to be honest, Aki, I think it's the smallest gap in English football in the pyramid, with the exception of you know your non-league jumps up. Um, I mean, and when when I mean that, I'm talking about step five, step step six of the pyramid there. Um, uh, but but yeah, no, we've seen that with how comfortably. 
Uh, Harrogate have stayed up this season. How comfortably Salford stayed up. Um, you know, Tranmere obviously getting back-to-back promotions from 2018 and then 2019. Yeah, and this is the thing to come up from non-league to League Two and just yeah. crush and it. To be honest, like Barrow have stayed up pretty comfortably this season, I'd say. Bristol uh, Rovers two. Really. Yeah, Bristol Rovers in 2015 and then 2016. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Um, the um, uh, by the way, just quickly on Barrow, another little point of League Two midweek chat. Um, maybe goal of the season from Conlon of Port Vale in midweek. If people haven't seen it, just search Barrow at Port Vale in the YouTube. It's about a minute in, opening goal. Um, it's a lob of the goalkeeper on the volley from 40 yards out as the ball is going up, not as it's dropping, um, which is just absolutely incredible technique. Uh, so so fair play to him. Um, but it, it was a really, really mental midweek. Um, a crucial win for Bolton uh, to get their confidence back against the Carlisle getting him back into that driving seat in the automatic promotion spots. Um, you know, Cheltenham, you know, um, uh, getting the win similarly to put that, you know, bad result of the weekend behind them. Um, and um, it it's um, probably time for me to say that I'm sorry, Cambridge, you probably are the best side in the league and, you know, they look like they're going to win. And well, 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 Alf, it's always a sad feeling when you have to eat your words. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. But, you know, no, two very impressive wins. Uh, against Newport and Leighton Orient, um, you know, two, uh, yeah, as I said, you know, two teams much like Carlisle and resurgent form in the league. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, no, they're, they're definitely deserving of it if they do go up. Um, just to lead us into that, uh, it kind of, you know, just because it's such a nice segue into the preview, given that we that more or less wraps up the League Two chat, but I mean, it is. Um, I'd, game of the season in League Two this weekend. Um, it's maybe arguably the biggest game in Morecambe's history, with the exception of the time when they played Man United in the FA Cup. I'd say, um, or I actually I think no, no, no. I mean, yeah, they were in non-league in the mid noughties and then they got promoted via the playoffs. I think so, Morecambe yeah. versus Bolton. That will be. Yeah. Wow. Morecambe versus Bolton, it is the second ever time they face off against each other. The first time ever was obviously early of the season. It was a one-all draw um, at the Reebok uh, in uh, February, I believe. It might have been January. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's kind of, you know, a, a really nice narrative clash. You know, Bolton, the side I thought were overrated and many others uh, also did going into the season, despite them being the bookies' favourites to win the league, you know, faltering for so long and then, you know, Finally, you know, their, their quality matching uh, their results um, against uh, Morecambe side who under Derek Adams have been the side who have most punched above their weight so far this season. But I don't mean that in a disparaging way. They've still been absolutely excellent. I mean, the job that he's done with some of those players, um, Jordan Slew, you know, the um, a, a player who, you know, has never, f- you know, found a settled club in the EFL throughout his career, has, finally seems to have found one and, you know, complimenting. Uh, Cole Stockton up front. Cole Stockton, obviously a player who's struggled for goals throughout his career so far, but he's been absolutely stellar this season. Um, Derek Adams, you know, definitely getting the best out of him. And yeah, as I say, it, it's just such a, it's just such a big game. <laughs> and it, you know, whoever wins this is obviously in the driving seat for the final two games of the season in the automatic races. So it, it really, really couldn't be bigger. Yeah. Um, a massive game, of course, historical significance. Um, and, um, yeah, just one point separating the sides going into it. So it's time for our weekend preview. Um, starting in the Championship, 
Uh, I think so. Bournemouth v Brentford, um, just for the um, neutral football enthusiast. Yeah, I think game. I think that more for entertainment and intrigue. Yeah, over, over anything else, really. I mean, we kind of you know we know what both of those sides are about now. Um, yeah, I, I don't think in these final few games before the playoffs we're going to learn anything new in these games. I'd be very surprised if we did. Um, so, so I do just want to, you know, kick back and relax uh, in front of that one and, you know, just see form uh, more than anything. And, you know, uh, particularly with Brentford, seeing if they can, you know, channel quality in their squad again um, in terms of creating chances. Because Brentford have really struggled to create chances in their last two games. I mean, Millwall have the best of it of the weekend, which is, you know, never something you want to hear. Um, then, excuse me, aside from that, uh, again, as I discussed uh, one or two kickabouts ago, um, it, it's the stage of the season where you're after teams, if not names. And for me, you know, I've, I've just got such an eye on Wickham uh, into these final three games. I really think they can do it. I really hope they do. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I really do fancy them against Cardiff, even though everything on paper says that Cardiff should deal with them. There's just, you know, something about Cardiff at the minute with no wins and five. And, you know, something about Wickham, which says to me, they might just nick it. Um, and then, you know, on similar side of the coin in the relegation races, obviously, Derby versus Birmingham, as we discussed. Um, it's probably going to be an absolutely horrific game uh, to watch. Obviously, the reverse fixture of this was the only time Derby have looked good going forward this season. You know, they wrapped up a ridiculous percentage of their open goals, open play season in that 4-0 away win. Um, I don't think it's going to be a 4-0 win for Derby this time, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah well, it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. Yeah, it'll be very interesting. And Derby and Birmingham, of course, uh, a relegation six-pointer. Uh, Cardiff and Wickham should be interest- interesting to see how Wickham fare over at Cardiff. Yeah. And uh, Middlesbrough and Sheffield Wednesday. Wow. And Barnsley and Rotherham, well, we've spoken about a massive, massive game. Big Yorkshire Derby. You wish there were fans there. Um, League One, of course, Charlton v Peterborough. Yeah, no, no, you, yeah, no, you've read my mind. You've read everyone else's Araki. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's really, really, it, you know, massive is the only way to describe it. Really, um, I think that um, it will probably play into Charlton's hands. Uh, this game, um, it, it's kind of difficult to judge because, you know, if Bowie was still in charge, it'd be the kind of game where in line with, you know, Bowyer's story at Charlton this season, it would have been, you know, moments, just ridiculous moments of individual brilliance from the opposition, you know, winning the game for them as, you know, was the, the Achilles Hill for Charlton at home so many times in the league this season. But, you know, Peterborough, the ideal side to be able to do that with Dembele, Schmodix, Johnson, Clark, Harris, which is how so many of their goals have come this season. Um, but no, I, I, I do want Charlton to live with him recently. And, um, uh, you know, with a perhaps fragile Peterborough back at the minute, you know, they, they may be able to exploit that. Um, uh, I think, I think I'm right. Maybe, I, maybe I was just, I was just hallucinating. But, uh, Ipswich are at home to Wimbledon, and I swear Wimbledon were at home to Ipswich in a midweek uh, only nine or so days ago. Um, and uh, Ipswich got absolutely spanked. Um, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure on that. Um, I would Google it. Uh, just to check, um, but anyway, anyway, you know, it's 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 um, it, it could get even more dire for it, which of a minute given Wimbledon's current form. And then the final uh, uh, game, which you know intrigues me, 
uh, is Lincoln versus Hull, um, especially because of the, um, uh, you know, quality that Lincoln have showed in recent weeks. You know, Morgan Rogers and Brian Johnson have both showed, you know, resurgent bits of form. They've looked like they're lively selves again. And, you know, with a whole side who might think they're already home and host, uh, Lincoln may just be able to exploit that. Yeah, um, that's League One. Um, moving on to League Two. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about Morecambe v Bolton. Uh... I think that uh, the biggest game, um, uh, aside from that this season, is uh, this season, this weekend, uh, is uh, probably um, Oldham against Grimsby. Um, just to see if Grimsby have a last puff in them. Um, you know, them, them and Southend are more or less mathematically down at the minute, but, you know, we, we have seen, you know, a very good amount of them uh, from Paul Hurst this season uh, since he's come in. Um, so, yeah, as I say, I just wonder if one final uh, performance is left in them. Yeah. Yeah, it should be very interesting, that game. Um, Cambridge United, of course, uh, I don't Stevenage, but of course, Stevenage um, are probably on the beach. And um, Yeah, no, it's the ideal game for Cambridge to wrap up the title. Um, and then also we've got uh, Exeter against Newport, but, you know, it's... We can't read too much into the outcome of that game because the race for the playoffs from, you know, third onwards, really, until, like, ninth or tenth, I believe, is so narrow. And it's you know the picture is quite literally changing every weekend, um, so so yeah as I say whatever the outcome in Exeter versus Newport I'm sure there'll be another you know you know sting in the tail uh, before the end of the season in that League Two playoff race. Yeah, yeah, should be fascinating. So I think that's everything. Unless you have anything more. To- uh, no, I don't. Just that you know it's. Uh, it's, it's, well, it's interesting now because it's more or less, you know, three final weekends. I mean, they've got there's games in hand to come in the midweekers, but you know, it's uh, it, it, they really are, you know, big uh, Gillette Soccer Saturdays, <laughs> three pm now. Um, and yeah, and we'll do our of course uh, playoff preview, and uh, also we'll look at the Euros. Um, I think probably as our final show of the real season, uh, we might do short shows during the Euros, Alf, just to uh, keep everyone updated. And, uh, yeah, I think we'll, uh, uh, you know, do a, um, what we'll do after the main season rounds up is we'll do a playoff semis review. Yeah. And, and we'll do top, topical episodes too once in a while when, if, we're, if, we're, if we're in the mood for it. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I think over the next few weeks, um, when the, um, you know, mathematical confirmations come in of various promotion uh, champions, uh, relegations, etc. Uh, we'll do in-depth look uh, of those teams and you know dissect uh, what's gone wrong. Yep, yep. So uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, bye from me. Bye from Alf, and we'll see you next week. See bye. you next week. Enjoy the football.